Hour number two of The Blitz. It's starting right now. 1340 AM, 105.7 FM. We're live in your Fan Run Radio app. That's free wherever you get your apps. We're also live in the Fan Run Radio web browser. And over on the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter, you can go ahead and watch the video feed. Watch along at home. Still got Matthew on the line? Yeah. We do. All right, we'll start off. Hour two, uh, heading over to the Big Orange Philly phone lines. We'll get a call from Matthew. Matthew, happy game day. Happy game day, Charlie, and uh, happy last day, Andy. Hey, thanks, Matthew. Yeah, I guess the first thing I'll say, you know, this is Andy's last day, is, hey, Charlie, the Colts are back. We're winning the AFC South. Just go ahead and write it in the books. It's done. <laughs> uh, Andy no, the was Jaguars. the one that was supposed to get to say crazy things with no repercussions, not you, Matthew. It's the Jaguars. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I was thinking of you, uh, Charlie, when we when we hired the coach. I was like, I bet you, and or, uh, I bet you, Charlie's literally thinking, "Here comes the media. They're going to hype this coach up." And to be fair, I was excited about Frank Wright, so I guess I need to be pleasantly quiet on this one as well. So we'll see. But I wanted to get your thoughts on this Ryan Tannehill news. Are you kind of like, do you think he has any legs, or do you think it's kind of just just another rumor? Uh, by the Ryan Tannehill news, are you referring to the report from Titans Rossi that stated that the Jets the were jet. willing to offer multiple 2023 picks for Ryan Tannehill? That would be the one. Um, so Titans Rossi Except. is an interesting like media member. I mean, <clears throat> he's the same guy that reported that the Titans interviewed Matt Nagy and Eric Bieniemy. And I don't think there was credibility to either of those two reports. Uh, I don't know. He's he's kind of one of those guys that's, like, on the outside of Nashville media and gets some things right, but also will, like, run with scoops without being overly responsible about it. So I think you just kind of have to take that report with a grain of salt. If the Jets actually wanted to offer to 2023 first, uh, I still don't think I would take it. Like, at, at this point, I still think – or, or no, picks, not first. First is a completely different story. It depends on what those picks would be. I mean, if it's like a second and a third, yeah, sure. Or if you can get a first and like a fifth, then yeah, sure. But, you know, if it's going to be like a third and a fifth or, you know, a second and a fifth, like I, I don't really think I'd take it. Like I think at this point I'm still, I'm still kind of in on one more year with your aging <laughs> core, your run it back, you bolster some pieces around it, and at the very least you set your team up you know, where you'll try to have a roster and plays for a rookie quarterback the next year. As you, as you say that, I just, ha- I, when you said one more year, I just, that Al Horford picture with the quote that says, I've got one more in me is what I picture with Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Ryan's got, Ryan's still got some, some gas left in the tank too, I think. Here, I, I, my, my last take, my last take to add to the potty, I, I think you should accept that Jets trade if that's a thing, but Ryan Tannehill, if not traded, will be released in the summer. Hmm. I like that take, Andy. That's not a really a bold take. I think that's just like a normal take. It's kind of bold. It's kind of a think. medium take. I think medium it's kind take. of bold. Medium. I think he'll be released. It's a fair take. I'll, 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 I'll add a little chili seasoning to this. I'll say the Titans, the Titans will draft a quarterback in this draft. I'll say it right now. 
Well, well, when? This draft. Like, the one that's in April. What if you take Will Levis? You're the one that God. gets Levis. I won't watch the Titans talk. game again if we, <laughs> if we draft Will Levis. I mean, I, I think that it's likely the Titans take a quarterback at some point. But will they take a quarterback with, like, a luxury pick? Uh, that's where I don't, I don't really know. Would you welcome Hendon Hooker if it was, like, a fourth rounder? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Hendon Hooker, I think, as a prospect. I, I don't know. I, I, again, like, you got to wonder about the system a little bit, about the age a little bit, about the knee injury a little bit. But, no, I think I would welcome Hendon as, a, like, a third or fourth rounder, fifth rounder. Well, I, I've convinced myself that you can win – with anyone but Will Levis, so I don't care who Indy takes. Hopefully it's – I'd like C.J. Stroud just from what I saw in the Super Bowl. Now, how much of that was actually, like, Shane's schemes? Because, I mean, Jalen and C.J., I feel like they're very similar in their physicality. Um, but, obviously, when you watch the tape, Bryce Young is a talented, talented individual, and the only thing that's got – that's stacked against him is the size. So – if we take either one of those two, I'm happy. If we take Will Levis, I will go into the fetal position and cry. Um, that's yeah, you guys messed up. You guys were supposed to hire Jeff Saturday, and you were supposed <laughs> to draft Will Levis, yep. and you just didn't. I know Jeff Saturday. You know, evil Chris, evil Chris Ballard, and Maniac Ursay just they, they went against Hall of Famer Jeff Saturday. I know you were just torn up about that, Charlie. So. It is what it is. I'm excited. I mean, we'll see. It's going to be. I think it's going to be really cool to see how the AFC South shapes out because now with this draft, you could potentially see four quarterbacks in the AFC that are all, or I'm sorry, AFC South that are all under the age of 25. I mean, that's pretty remarkable in my opinion. So there's a lot of youthful talent that will be in that division, and it should be competitive. Um, I'll give you back some time. The last thing I'll say is tonight's game is going to be fun. It feels like one of those games where Tennessee with their back against the wall, should, I don't know if they should win, but it just feels like, it feels like that 82-80 game when Tennessee was still not ranked and had a really bad team with Robert Hubbs and Grant Williams and Admiral Scope coming off the bench and we upset Kentucky. It has that, like, grit mentality. I just feel like we're going to be in for a nice little game tonight. Um, the last thing I'll say to that is that game was such an awesome game, but this is a true story. My buddy jumped when we won. He jumped up and was in so much excitement that he rolled his ankle and actually snapped his ankle. Like it actually broke in half. So we had to take him. We had to take him to the ER after that. So, Charlie, if you're going to the game, please promise me you won't snap your ankle. Thanks, guys. You know, I actually did. Uh, I hurt my ankle pretty bad. I had to like go to the 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 doctor and everything after the. Walk off Grand Slam and the opener of the Tennessee that. Regional. <laughs> I yeah, remember I, you uh, telling me about that. So, oh, the worst part is I was so <laughs> full of adrenaline and maybe a little alcohol that, like, I didn't really realize how <clears throat> bad it was at the time. And then I just went back home and I woke up in the middle of the night and went to go to the bathroom and just took one step off the couch and just fell to the ground. And I looked at my ankle <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's. It's really big and swollen. Yeah, that's yeah, so a moment worth hurting your ankle for. 
I suffer a severe ankle injury like once every month and a half. <laughs> and you better be careful out there on those pickleball pickleball well, courts. I, I rolled, uh, this morning, rolled oh, my that's ankle. Right. Yeah, Bad. That's right. Yeah. It hurt. You need some ankle braces out there, I think, maybe. Or wrap the ankles. Yeah, wrap it up. That'd be a good, like, intimidation factor, maybe. Like, 20, 30 <laughs> minutes there, before the match, you're taping up your ankles. Wrapping them up. I uh, I have some ankle braces, but I just don't like wearing them. I never remember to. I like just risking it. But I haven't had, like, like a, a severe ankle injury now. Like, what I mean severe, I just mean, like, at least, like, a, a good sprain. I used to get them, like, once every month and a half or so. I haven't had one in, like, like six months, seven months, like a big one at least, which makes me worried. It makes me worried that, like, I'm due for, like, a full snap. Now I'm putting it out there, too. Oh, knock on wood. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't have done like that. Throw salt over the shoulder. Oh, man. What uh, what'd you guys think about the, the Colts' new coaching hire, though? They got the wrong guy. Did you see Jeff Saturday posted a thank you video? Yeah, out on he the was lake. Just, like in a canoe. <laughs> what is he going to do? Does he go back to ESPN? Because those yeah. guys were kind of trashing him while he yeah, was the coach. Yeah, I don't know if he can. Like, hey, it's me, the guy you were trashing. I'm back. I heard that uh, Dan or- Orlovsky was getting some offers too. He, yeah, he got a the Colts. I think it was the Colts. They they uh, wanted to interview him for their OC position, Jeez. and he declined. He said, "I'm nope. not a huge Orlovsky guy. He's good like on TV. Trying, I feel like he's gotten a lot better. I don't know. I feel like they keep trying to like build him up to be their big. He does guy, a great job on TV. I think he's though. pretty good. He's got yeah, a good personality. He's gotten better. Him and RG three got great personalities. I'll tell you. When what. he first started with ESPN, he'd be like, "All right, let's take it out on the football field. I'm going to show you." what the read option is and just be like some people don't know what the read option is i like orlovsky and ryan clark breaking down film yeah ryan clark does a great job too i i hate ryan clark why he's a stealer uh he says a lot of dumb things like i think dan i actually have like come around on now like i think sometimes he dumbs it down a little bit too much or sometimes he's a little corny but like overall i think he still does a good job like i, I like dan i think ryan is a bum I think it's like a part of your contract. If you're working for a TV, big TV show, you got to say something wild every month, though. Like you just got to. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. just, they hype you up to to make wild takes, and that's the point. Yeah, I just he bashed the Titans and like bashed Derrick Henry. And <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay, so that's gotten to the root so that's why. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was just a bunch of like ignorance too. He, well, that's he, what happens with every team. Like, what? Well, yeah, that's what like happens. Went, well, he just like went after the Titans like four weeks in a row. What do you think happens and to the Cowboys every single week? It was just definitely because of like the Titans Steelers rivalry, though. Stephen A. hates the Cowboys, but I still love Stephen A. Uh, he called Derrick Henry a fake tough guy. Could be. Do we know that? Is he a real tough? What guy? an absurd thing to say! He's like Derrick Henry wants to stiff arm all these corners. That's their job is to make wild takes. Derrick Henry's a fake tough guy. It's about time. So, aren't you glad that people are like giving wild takes about the Titans? Like, you should be honored. They're never good ones. Well, yeah, that's the point. They're never good. Stephen A. Smith just goes on there and talks about the Cowboys all the time, and none of it ever really makes sense, but it's fun. Fake tough guy? It's part of it. It's, it's just like, okay, it's just like Grizzlies fans now. Grizzlies fans, if you're listening, I, I know you'll agree with this. You beg and beg, and, and Titans fans did this too. You beg and beg. Oh, we're so underrated. Please give us media attention. Please give us media attention. We want to be talked about. We deserve to be talked about. 
As soon as you get talked about and negative things start happening, because once you do get talked about, people are going to come at you with negative things, even if they're true or not, just to you know stir up the pot. Why are you saying this? Don't talk about us. Don't talk about us. Go talk about another team. We don't want this. We don't want. But you do want this. Well, I think with the Titans, it was it was less of like please talk about us, and it was more of like show us some respect that when you do talk about us, you actually have some semblance of knowledge. That's how it goes. And then when. But no, I mean, no, like, every, like you had like no. Peter King write a playoff preview article that was like Daquan Jones. Or he, first of all, he's he he didn't even he combined two defensive linemen's names together, and it was like you got to watch out for this guy in the middle. And <laughs> both of those offensive or defensive linemen were on IR and had been for multiple weeks. That's what happens though. And then I reported it to him. I was like, I like tweeted him back or whatever, and he blocked me. I was like, hey, you got this wrong. <laughs> That's a power don't, move on I, his part. I, like, I, yeah. I was like, don't know which defensive he, lineman he you're catch choosing, that check no matter both what. Both of them are on the IR. Are on IR so said, neither I, of them I are going to have I'm going to block this guy. Yeah, catch that check either way. I really, I despise Peter King. <laughs> well, yeah, he blocked you. <laughs> I'm also blocked by Derrick Henry. I don't despise him. What? <laughs> Why yeah. did he block you? I got blocked by Derrick Henry when he, oh, was, uh, when he was a rookie. Maybe he is a fake tough guy. Now you're blocking people on Me Twitter. Me and my buddy, when he was a rookie, we went to Titans training camp, and it was like his day to meet fans after. Like there's always, I think, like 10 players designated for each practice to sign autographs and meet fans after. And we took a picture with him. Like We were just like, hey, can we take a picture? And he just like was rude kind of like just seemed like grumpy like oh i didn't really have a problem with it but <laughs> he was just like frowning in the back of the picture and i was i don't know 15 at the time maybe 16 i was like 16 and i did like the little it was that was when on twitter you did the four pictures that like kept zooming in more and more on one thing mm. and i just zo- did the four picture box zooming in like more and more on his face just frowning with the caption like when you realize you're taking a pay cut from alabama to your rookie contract Oh and no! A and and I, I mean, within the first <laughs> thirty seconds, thirty seconds, it was online, blocked. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Not even a full minute. <laughs> How does it make you feel that your franchise player <laughs> has blocked you on? Yeah, Twitter? I mean, uh, is he gonna be the first Titans Hall of Famer potentially? Like do have blocked you pure titans yeah probably <laughs> what do you mean pure titan he's probably gonna go somewhere else in his career at some point down the line uh, by that i meant like not well, i mean we obviously have hall of famers but they're houston oilers oh gotcha yeah yeah. i just meant like a titans hall of famer i gotcha probably maybe kevin Byard. Maybe. maybe kevin Byard can do enough to get in and, and get in before Derek. by Kevin. the way some of the people that aren't <laughs> making the hall of fame are astounding to me yeah Devin Hester, how is he not a Hall of Famer? I feel like I, as a human being, have no idea how to judge Hall of Famers. Because I feel like sometimes I think, like, oh, yeah, that guy should definitely be in the Hall of Fame, I think. Probably. But then there are guys that are, like, from the 70s still getting in. It's like, how are they still eligible? Like, what is it just like, oh, so many years have passed, I guess we'll let them in now? Like, how does that work? Rules are. How does that work? I feel like I'm a terrible judge of who should be a Hall of Famer. Like I, I, I just I don't know I don't know what my ba- like what the basis is like I feel like I'm just really bad at determining like hey that guy should be in the Hall of Fame every time Devin Hester should be in the Hall of Fame maybe right? I guess probably right. maybe yes I think I'm a little lenient like I think I just I would put I would put Devin Hester in the I Hall think of Fame. I would let people in the Hall of Fame pretty easily maybe yeah the yeah. NFL is a tough one to get into like will Kevin Byard have a chance at it you think. No. 
<laughs> maybe he'll be a finalist, but he's I mean, probably like, got to get like a ring for sure. I got. I just don't know. One if One more All Pro or a ring. Probably a couple more. Or just all be pros, like, honestly. Yeah, I don't. For one me, from a, from a from a ring. from an outsider, I don't. Kevin Byer doesn't jump off the page to me as a current Hall of Famer. Let's see here. But maybe he could. I don't know. There's a. We just figured this out. Pro Football Reference does like a, a Hall of oh, Fame metric. Oh, his score metric. on that is low, but so is Derrick Henry's. Yeah, I think I think they said it's it's pretty low for active. Players. Well, I don't think Derrick Henry is is currently in yet. I mean, he's got more years to play. I would say Derrick Henry's. Like I would say Derrick Henry is a lot more in than he's a lot Kevin more in Byard than Kevin Byard for sure. Like I would say he's even like probably in. I mean, is Zeke a Hall of Famer? No. No. I mean, Derrick well, Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry's one of. Eight players to have ever well, yeah, run I'm just for saying two thousand yards. Yeah, in terms of like career stats, though Zeke's got more. So, I think Derrick Henry, if he keeps doing that, and he'll end up with more stats than Zeke by the end of his career. Then yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just think he'll probably he'll probably be he'll like, probably get in there. Like I, I mean, if I, I think Derrick Henry, if he just went for like fifteen hundred next year, and like I think he went, yeah, if he went for like fourteen hundred next year, and then eleven hundred the year after, and then retired, I still think he'd be a Hall of Famer. I think he could be a Hall of Famer for sure. I think he can. Is there any Cowboys that will be a Hall of Famer right now? Active Cowboys. Maybe Micah Parsons one day. Yeah, he's on. He's on track through two years. <laughs> he feels like a guy that is on track. Feels like he's on track. Um, I think Zeke was at the beginning of his career. Maybe was, yeah, eh, kind of. Um, what about offensive line? Oh, Zach Martin for sure is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I just don't know. I, honestly, I just didn't know who retired. Yeah, Zach Martin's already. definitely a Hall Zach of Famer. Zach Martin's still there, so then, yeah. What about uh, Tyron, Smith, Tyron Smith? Probably a Hall of Famer. Maybe. I'd say so. I feel like one of those two is definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, Zach Martin for sure. Yeah. He's like the best like guard of all time. One of the best guards of all time. Tyler Smith, rookie, well on his way. <laughs> yeah, he's on track. On track. Brett Maher. Traylon Burks and Chicken Conquil. We'll just go ahead and pencil them in. <laughs> Josh Dobbs. I mean, how many rookies, tight ends, lead the NFL in, in like yards per route run or something like that fancy and, and don't Not end up making the Hall of Fame down the road? If uh, Obviously. If Pat Mahomes retires today, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, like yeah, three it's crazy. Pro. Justin Jefferson, future Hall of Famer. AJ Brown? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Are we just naming like any I don't really know. <laughs> Maybe not AJ Brown. Any top ten receiver. Here, <laughs> Justin Jefferson's definitely. I don't on track. know what we're doing here. AJ Brown went after Juju yesterday. That was great. Yeah, that One was year good. TikTok boy. AJ Brown won. AJ Brown won that fight. I was um, on team Juju. Of course you were, but AJ Brown had one of the best responses of all time. I like Juju. Yeah, you don't like AJ Brown. What what tweet did I like on my personal Twitter account? I liked AJ Brown's. He had the he had the best response. That CJ was like Gardner Johnson uh, went back at Juju. He said, "I got more interceptions than Bra had touchdowns. Maybe <laughs> I need to change the wide receiver." <laughs> <laughs> also, CJ Gardner Johnson on TikTok. <laughs> Posted a video of him intercepting <clears throat> Tom Brady, and then uh, like posing up in his face and just like captioning it like "See you later, goat" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I like C.J. Gardner Johnson a lot. Is that yeah. the guy uh, who who just like ripped the chain off of, or did he? Was that the guy who just smacked the Bears player in the Nickelodeon game? 
<laughs> when he was on the Saints. Just smacked Weems. Oh, man. Wasn't maybe. that him? Maybe Might it have was, been, yeah. yeah. Or was he the guy that got smacked? Was that Gardner Johnson? I think he was the guy that got smacked, maybe. I think it was the Bears guy that was doing the smack. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it it was, was Bears it receiver. Was, it was Jordan Weems that was yeah. punching. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think he smacked C.J. Gardner Johnson. I think you're right. I think you're right. AJ so Brown won funny. that. AJ Brown won that fight, by the way, for sure. Nope. AJ Brown is not a winner. <laughs> he is. He's NFC East champ. <laughs> that means NFC nothing. champ. That means nothing. Well, all right. Well, then all all your little Titans AFC South champs. Well, no, that's a like, real division. Uh, yeah. That actually means something. <laughs> AJ Brown has more Super Bowl losses than Traylon Burks, Andy. That's true. <laughs> he is zero one in the Super Bowl. Traylon Burks can't say he's that. Got, he's got a better winning percentage. <laughs> <laughs> That's well. Well, let's not let's not get into win percentage. Per se. <laughs> They're both at zero. I don't know if AJ Brown's ever lost seven in a row. Huh. Maybe in like Pop Warner. <laughs> Do you think AJ Brown at any time in, in his life, at no. any point in his life, has lost no. seven in a row? No. 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 Did, it, did Ole Miss ever lose seven in a row? That was probably a lot of those Titans' first time ever going on a losing streak like that. Yeah. Except for maybe Ryan Tannehill with the Dolphins. So he probably lost a lot of games. And we're never going to do it again. Yeah, because Ryan Tannehill's going to get released. He'll never do it again. Well, I mean, hopefully next year we have less than 57% of our roster on the injured reserve. That's what you said coming into this year. And somehow everyone kept getting hurt. But surely it can't happen <laughs> three years in a row. It sounds like a. We still haven't fired our strength staff. It sounds like a, a, an internal issue. I agree, Andy. Sounds like something that is an excuse and more of a, uh, hey, we actually have something wrong. I think Keith Carter had something to do with it. Clean house. I don't know. I Give Rabel out of there. Maybe get less injury-prone players. That's got to be it. Got to be it, because A.J. Brown was 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 really banged up this year. Mm-hmm. Well, he was injury-prone. He was. into his Tennessee career, too. Seems like he was injury-prone when he was at the Titans. Well, I mean, he, he was... Drafted as an injury-prone receiver. Yeah, I get it. There's no argument to be made, Charlie. He was injured all in his time with the Titans, and then he has one season with the Eagles and magically plays pretty much every game. I'm not. And then Roger Saffold does the same thing over in Buffalo. It's pretty <laughs> odd. I'm not making pretty odd. any argument. I just said that Tennessee needs to. Pretty odd. I said that Keith Carter might have had something to do with it. I said also we might be kind of acquiring some injury-prone players, which both of those Taylor Lewan needs to go somewhere else so he Taylor, can stay. No, yeah, I mean he's been cut. He knows he's. Lewan, I think Lewan's going to be back. I don't think so. I mean, I think he's going to get cut and then come back, but I think he's going to be back. Lewan's having too much fun doing his podcast. Yeah, I think he's retired. He's not going to play anywhere else but Tennessee. So I mean, if the Titans cut him, he will retire. But I think if the Titans let him play one more year, he will. And then you run it back with him and Henry and Tannehill, and then you see what happens, and you move all three next offseason. So, like, why End not the big just start three. that process now? End of the big three. You got a strong quarterback class next year. Like, why don't you just start that process now and then hopefully get ready to draft a, a good quarterback next year? I mean, you just go get your quarterback next year. Like, why? You don't have to. Yeah, well, you're going to be not like. It's process. Like, it's my It Grable. is a process it's because not, you're going to be like middle of the pack, like whatever, nine, yeah, ten, one team. But then who are you going to trade? Draft picks? That's not how you rebuild, though, for, you know. Well, that's, I mean, you rebuild. You re, you rebuild and rebuild get the quarterback by being bad. last. <laughs> you get the quarterback last. You build. 
Like I think that's the problem is is too often teams chase the quarterback and neglect other areas on their roster because they continue to put resources into the quarterback and then the quarterbacks continue to fail because they continue to neglect the rest of their roster because they continue to chase the quarterback. I, I think the teams that build the roster and then get their quarterback on the rookie contract, that's the better way to do it. So if you're Tennessee, you continue – you reset your defense, right? Your defense got younger. You partially reset your offense last offseason in some places. You got younger. You continue to do that this offseason with a tackle and maybe with another you know, cornerstone piece of your roster – and you continue to get younger, and then next year, you know, that's when you say goodbye to your core that you've had. You run it back one more time with this core while you continue to strengthen the roster. Adios to those guys. Uh, you make some cuts this offseason, but adios to the rest of the core, and then you bring in your rookie quarter quarterback on a rookie contract, and you're paying the rest of the roster to be talented enough around him to really help him drive winning early. That's the strategy. Honestly, if you do keep Tannehill, that might be the first step in in, in your tanking process. That might actually Ryan Tannehill is like a top fourteen quarterback, top fifteen quarterback. Not anymore. He and was. He is. I mean, he's still anymore. like fourteen or fifteen. Not anymore. Not anymore. Why? He, he was he two years ago. Behind the NFL's worst offensive line. No, I'm just saying. I just don't think squad receivers. I don't think with a broken ankle last year and didn't play all that well. He, no, I'm suddenly just, we're gonna pretend like Ryan Tannehill isn't uh, like. A Kirk Cousins or a no, he's not a Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have what Kirk Cousins mean? than Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is just Kirk Cousins that can run the ball. Kirk well, but Cousins he's not going to be able to run the ball Justin anymore. Jefferson and Ryan Tannehill's throwing to Nick Westbrook Akine. Well, even when he had AJ Brown, I'd still take Kirk Cousins. Even when he, had, when he had AJ Brown, when he had AJ Brown, what he had a year that he was statistically the top quarterback in the NFL. I know, no, I'm not talking about 2020. I'm talking about for next year. Ryan Tannehill, not not top 15 quarterback. There's just no way at this point that he is top 15 capable. He's past that prime that he had when he became the starter not with the Titans. All. Not at all. He's past that. He's not going to be a top. He's not going to be a top 15 quarterback. He absolutely is. No. There's no way. What leads you to say that? His age, his mobility will not be the same after this injury. Will not be the same. He's not going to be able to run. He 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 doesn't. I mean, it's not. He like, doesn't have the targets. Like a sprained ankle in December is going to be like, oh, I can't run now. And no, but do you know how old he is? Like thirty-six. <laughs> that's not that's not spry. He's not spry chicken out there running around you're anymore. Still plenty mobile at the age of thirty-six when you're an athlete. That's like training. I'm every just saying. Day of your life. I haven't added up, but I think I can get fifteen quarterbacks. I'd rather have over Ryan Tannehill next year. You ready to play? Shot caller <laughs> no, I don't want to get shocked. <laughs> no. Are you actually backing out? Well, I, I really don't want to, but I mean, if we have to, if that's how we have to end things, <laughs> if that's uh, is that, if that's how it's going to end. I mean, I, I got it nice and charged for you. I, I, I've been looking at it the entire time. I didn't lose a bet though. I'm just I just saying. figured. I don't know. I figured maybe you just want to experience it on your on your last day. <laughs> like a rite of passage. It's like Not a rite of particularly. passage. It's, it's one of us. Gobble gobble gobble. Oh. <sighs> I really don't want to, but you know it's your decision to make. All, we can try to invent something to come up with in this last segment instead. I didn't have anything planned, but you know we can <laughs> we can invent something, or we can play trivia with a shot color involved. You pick. All right, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, you pick. Fine, I'll do it. Let's Fine, spin I'll a wheel. It. Let's spin a wheel. Oh yeah, yeah. That's actually that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good way. That's to a great. It. I like yeah. that. Much better. Always let the So what, what are the decide. options on this wheel? 
yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Okay, fair enough. We'll do like a slice repeat though. Like, you know, you can get like respin. <laughs> Should we just put one wet slice on there too? <laughs> Let's do like ten ten slices. Five yeses, five noes. Hold up. Yes. Wait a minute. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Sam. Charlie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Is this okay with you? I, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you consent to this? We're I not, We're not doing anything against your will. No, I consent to this. This is fun. Go down by the wheel. Wheel is just. Wheel wheel has got it assist far. It's gonna get us, isn't it? I can't believe you added you you and Sam. You didn't get it's Sam's consent to that. <laughs> oh, no! The wheel has wow. spoken. Wow. The wheel has spoken. Wow. Wheel has spoken. We have a winner. Wow. <sighs> Dang. The All wheel. Right. The wheel's always been kind to me. I appreciate. Way the, too kind. I don't know. I what you appreciate did to the wheel. I, what did you do? The wheel has always been been a good friend. Always been a good friend. Send us a break. We'll we'll figure out what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> You mentioned it, and we'll have a more in-depth preview on Friday, I'm sure. But Tennessee baseball, it's game week. We've the made wait it. Is, We've made it. The wait is over. How about that? Basically, um, we're almost in the 48-hour focus. I don't know. Does, <laughs> does Tony? Does Tony 48-hour focus? I feel like he's I think that's more just of, a, a hypo thing. I feel like he's more of like a 36 for like. I think he's hour more like let's just get really guy. amped up at, at game let's time. Just, yeah. <laughs> let's just like throw some chairs around. Yeah. It might be more like a five-hour energy. Go get juiced up. Yeah. <laughs> five-hour energy at game time, which by the way they work. Five-hour energies. Do they? I realized that like two 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 weeks ago I did my first five-hour energy. Do they feel like. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> what? Compare five hour energy to like a Red Bull. Uh, you know, I don't. I haven't really drinking a lot of Red Bulls. Or like an, a, a basic energy drink. Um, quicker. It's only like a few quicker. sips. <laughs> like you don't have to just linger on it. You know, like like does it does it feel probably healthier? Maybe than Red I don't Bull. know. I don't know about that. Energy. Like, do you do you feel the effects of five hour energy more so than the effects of Red Bull? Uh, probably. Prob right, maybe. Because I feel like I can drink a Red Bull and I don't actually feel anything. Five hour energy, you like you get that initial like kind of jolt of energy, and then it's like depending on like how tired you were. Like if you're not really that tired, then it, it might feel normal. But if you were really tired, yeah, it kind of gives you a nice little like, I could push through. Or or you could stay up. Did it last longer than five hours? It didn't last longer than five hours. Less. I think it was it was more like four and a half. Like hours? That would be my biggest three concern. Three and a half. Like five and a half hours in, and I'm I'm I crash. <laughs> Can you oh. double up? Well, like okay, oh, so yeah. You can, tr if you I can sure probably do up. as many as you want. If I drank two five-hour energies right now, would I have ten hours <laughs> of energy, or would I have five hours of, of double amplified energy? You'd have five hours. That's of, a good question. Of amplified. There's only one way to find out. Or would it be like seven hours? Seven hours. Commercial-free football. <laughs> five-hour energy. You think he just <laughs> destroys five-hour energies before he goes? Uh, he has to. Six-hour power. What is healthier though, a Red Bull or a five-hour energy? I don't think or a bang. 
Oh, those are Neither, probably not all very All three old. of them are not good for Bang! Me. No, they're definitely... Bang! You, you can't do them all the Mike time. Breen? Why does Mike Breen not have a sponsorship with Bang Energy? They don't like uh, them very oh, much. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... That's such, <laughs> that's so much like sponsorship Celsius? money. Is that healthier? Actually, that I think is there's supposed a class action lawsuit. Celsius yeah, does have some weird stuff going on with it, but apparently it's supposed to be like a, a fitness energy. Like, live fit is like their thing. But I don't I've seen a lot of stuff about caffeine's caffeine, right? Like caffeine's caffeine, right? Yeah. Um, five hour energy and they Red make Bull. A nicotine slash caffeine drink really get the kids in. Five hour energy <sighs> in really its tiny books. little bottle, two hundred milligrams of caffeine, four calories. Red Bull. In a five hour energy, it's two hundred. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Red Bull's two hundred as well. Red Bull. You know that just off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Look at you, you little caffeine counter. <laughs> this one says Red Bull Energy Drink has 80 milligrams of caffeine in an eight in, a, in 8.4 ounce can. Well, those are the small ones. Oh, okay. but I feel like the normal ones are 12 ounces, so even then it wouldn't be 200. Maybe it's like 175 or something. I don't think that's how that <laughs> adds up at all, Sam. I don't know how much sugar is in five. Because there's a lot of sugar in Red Bull. I know those bangs sugar have a ton, of, of ton of caffeine. I feel like, ba- like yeah. If we're really debating it, I think oh. Five hour energy, sugar free. So I feel like those are more healthier than that just Red seems Bull. like an evil potion. Like just to have that much energy <laughs> packed into such a small package. It is an evil so what about <laughs> what about six hour power? What is that? We could we could come up with like so many other names. I feel like we should go into the energy drink industry. Yeah, what's six the healthiest power? The healthiest energy drink. Oh. I don't even know what these are. These are these are just weird. No, I'm pretty sure there is a six-hour power. I ain't, I've never heard of it. Am I? Did I dream that? Six-hour power. Apparently, Celsius is considered the healthier option. I've seen a lot of things about people ending up in the hospital. I've after, seen a lot of bad stuff about Celsius. Too much Celsius. I'm, I'm also, there's, there's a class action lawsuit. It's also people probably that are down in like five or six cans of Celsius. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta ride the line there. You're abusing Celsius. When people, that's what I don't understand. Like when people drink three or four energy drinks a day, like just switch to coffee at that point. Yeah, you just get more. I mean, you're not getting more caffeine out too much. Coffee, but like too much isn't good. No, for me personally, I feel like I get too jittery. Yeah, but hey, I I used to think I needed caffeine every morning. This whole week, I haven't. I haven't had any. When did you quit caffeine? This week? Because I feel like I've never seen you drink caffeine. Ever. Yeah, I don't know when you. Oh, started you know when I bring that red cup in here? It has is that, that like, just your Mio and? Yeah. Okay, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't like coffee. Like, I, I guess I never I realized like, like that was a caffeine thing. Yeah, that was. I always just kind of thought like Andy likes his juices. No, no, no. <laughs> it was strictly a caffeine thing. So I did kind of think that too. It looked like cranberry juice or something. I was like, yeah, no, no. Guy. It was a little little squirt of Mio Energy, which is what flavor is, is your preferred Mio Energy? The red one, whatever that one is, like strawberry. Oh, I bet you do punch. like that. That red with, with the red dye, isn't that like a thing now? That oh yeah, red dye is bad. Mm. I don't know if that classifies Makes though. People, well, I like the blue crazy. one too, so I'll take the blue one either. But yeah, no, I, I've been surprisingly chipper without it who knows well have you did you get your direct sunlight this morning no it's been cloudy outside too <laughs> i feel like the pickleball's really been making me feel energetic yeah i bet i bet 
two days. It's a good way to start the morning. Dude, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been sitting here all day, all this entire show, thinking like, how do I get a pickleball game in after this? How can I find four people, I three people? Pl- I got to play more. Like, I need more pickleball. I don't even have a racket either, so that's tough. You should take a five-hour energy before you play your next pickleball match. Too much power. That could be dangerous, yeah. <laughs> Might be a lot of speed out there on that court, though. Speed demon. Just test <laughs> it out. Demon. Just test it out one day and let me know how, how speed you, demon. Speed how you demon. like the five-hour energy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Andy has definitely not seen the video no. that we're talking about. He's I so haven't. confused. <laughs> I imagine most people haven't, and they're all confused, but I would like to imagine that there's like – five to ten people listening that know exactly <laughs> what me and sam are referencing and they just had their mind blown yeah yeah think there's any yak blitz overlap i don't know man that's a good question i hope so uh tennessee baseball they play arizona Friday. arizona pop their five hour energies and mlb network pop some balls around oh yeah it should is we go MLB back network. out there I actually I Should wanted go to go back out there. Yeah, I was talking to my friends that live in, in Scottsdale. I was like, "You gonna go to the games this weekend?" Ah, nah, probably not. Why would you not go if you're a Tennessee yeah. fan and they're coming to your well, they're town? They're not Tennessee fans. <laughs> what? No, one of them is. I get, yeah, yeah. That's who I was talking to. Why like, would you not go if you're a Tennessee get the, fan? And you the first look, the first look, the first look at the baseball too. team, you know. But uh, Tennessee now the title favorite. Yep. They've overtaken LSU as the title favorite because... After an unfortunate injury. Yeah, disappointing news. Grant Taylor, uh, projected weekend starter for LSU. Top 15 prospect in the MLB draft. Yeah. Going to have to miss the 2023 season because Mm. of a UCL injury. LSU's got depth, but Grant Taylor was a guy that had been talked about as a guy that could have potentially been a challenger to Chase Dolander as the best pitcher in the country. Yeah. It feels like a Blade Tidwell situation, but even closer to the season. Right, and, and you know, no chance of coming back. So Tennessee, the title favorite. Yeah. Um, lot to like about this lineup. First of all, loved a lot to love about the pitching staff, right? I mean, you, oh, you look yeah. at the pitching staff and... You don't have many questions. Yeah, they're, they're, the only <laughs> question is how do you find enough innings? Exactly. Like, like Tony like, Vitello might have to just start... The, the only questions you have opening weekend is... Who who are gonna be the first out of the bullpen? Like who are our main bullpen guys? Who gets what innings out of the bullpen? Starters, I imagine this first weekend are not gonna go for very long, maybe four innings. Right. So Gradually. you know, with your pitching, I mean, Chase Burns, Chase Dolander, Drew Beam. Yeah. Probably gonna be those three in yep. order. Should be. You know, I don't think they switch up the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, it could because you know Chase Burns got out of that habit of being the Friday right. starter and ended up being Dolander, anyways. I uh, I'll be interested to see if if Chase Burns has developed you know his other pitches to complement that fastball a little bit better because yeah. if he has then you know the biggest challenger to Chase Dolander being the best pitcher in the country might just be Chase Burns <laughs> yeah might be on his like own if, team. if Chase Burns comes out and he has a killer secondary pitch if he has that off speed that he can default to to go get strikeouts like right now it feels like Chase Burns strikeout pitch. A lot of times was that challenge fastball up around the shoulders. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it was especially to righties, he'd break one away from you. But, like, it, it felt like typically his his go-to strikeout pitch was uh, 
was that high fastball because his, with his <clears> off speed, <throat> especially in the later portion of the season, it felt like too often he couldn't be consistently competitive enough with that pitch to to get a lot of chase a lot of swings, a lot of swing and miss. You know, it felt like either he left he left the off speed in the zone a little bit too much, or he caught a little bit too less, you know, to, uh, of the zone, and uh, he didn't really get people going after it. So I'll, I'll be really interested to see Chase Burns, whether that is Friday or you know maybe if you move Dolander up to Friday, Saturday. Um, but that's what you mentioned. I mean, between Xander Seacrest, Seth Halverson, and, and Camden Sewell. I mean, those three could be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday for another SEC team, and that SEC team could be a top 25 caliber team. Yeah, that's pretty fun. And then you got Andrew Lindsay. Uh, a lot of new guys who you haven't seen, yeah. Pretty excited about some of the reports that you've seen from Andrew Lindsay. Wyatt Evans, the big, you know, hard-throwing arm out of the pen. Talking, uh, me and Logan Quentin where we're talking with the guy last week who was telling us that Wyatt Evans as a 2024 draft prospect is looking like a first rounder and he's a guy that you could even potentially see Tennessee like start on a couple Sundays and have Beam become like a a long relief guy instead I don't know how I feel about that but I mean that's pretty pretty high praise there yeah for for Wyatt Evans and then Jacob still got, Bimby still got Kirby as well. Yeah, he, all, he always, always got always got know, Kirby, Kirby coming out of the pen. Fanning still around. Zach Joyce is in the fold now. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Got some transfers in there and some freshmen in there. Yeah, Jacob be, Bimby, I'm really excited about. He's from Wabish Community yeah, College. A lot of the transfers, I'm I'm very intrigued about. He's got some nasty stuff. Some nasty stuff. I feel like he could end up even emerging as your potential like closer, but. That rotation is crazy. What I'm looking at this weekend, what I'm more intrigued by this weekend is is your outfield rotation. I, I imagine Friday against Arizona, you're looking at like a Kyle Booker and Christian Scott and left and center with like a Griffin Merritt and right. You know, I think you'll kind of default to your guys that have been around the program for a while to start. Yeah. But I also think there's a chance you see – I know you'll see at least two different outfields this weekend. I think you might even see three different outfields this weekend because Reese Chapman uh, and, and Dylan Drailing both have, have had really promising falls. You still have Colby Backus in the fold from Walter State, even though you haven't really heard a lot about him. Uh, I feel like in the offseason he was really strong at Walter State. I saw him firsthand plenty of times. Um, you know, Jared Dickey looking like he'll DH for the time being, but, like, that's a guy that can slide into left too. I mean, even Christian Moore, is, he's going to play second, but, like, he could play in the outfield if needed. True. Uh, yeah, I think the thing is that, you know, Coach Vitello has never shied away from putting a freshman out there immediately, um, you know, if they if they have deserved it. Um, so if, if one of those freshmen, like the Dylan Drilling, has separated himself, I'd expect him out there over even a, a Kyle Booker or a Christian Scott just because they have been around the program. You know, it doesn't mean that they get that position. It would make sense, yeah, early. Uh, I think more maybe Christian Scott than Kyle Booker. I don't know. Kyle Booker has those intangibles, but you know, has he has he translated that over? I don't know. It'll be. I would love to see that happen. Outfield to me, yeah, that'll uh, that that. I don't know what's more intriguing. I guess the outfield or the catching. Um. Again, I, th- I still think you'll default to those veterans. But like you said, Tony Vitello, uh, he, he doesn't shy away from playing freshman. 
I think those guys are going to ultimately take those spots and take them pretty quickly. I just think that he'll default, you know, at least pretty quickly to, to some of the, the veterans and then allow that to still be an open competition through the early portions of the season. And then at catcher, it feels like Charlie Taylor probably going to get the start, at least for now. Uh, and it feels like Jared Dickey will be more of an outfielder slash designated hitter. Um, but I think Cal Stark, another transfer, has really kind of come on strong. Um, and I, I think kind of like that outfield spot. I think Cal Stark will ultimately I, – he'll start a game this weekend for sure, but I, I think he could end up taking over that catcher spot too. Um, got Arizona, though. Arizona was a tournament team last year. Grand Canyon, a tournament-quality team. Um, they have one of the top draft prospects in the country. Grand Canyon does. They have a guy that's, you know, in terms of, of college prospects, like one of the five to ten best in, in all of college at shortstop. So, you know, you get to see two of the game's best shortstops Saturday, and then you see, see San Diego Sunday. Should be a good opportunity to rotate a lot of youth in. But we'll talk baseball more this week. We'll also have an episode of the 920 podcast dropping this week. But we got to wrap things up with Best Bet on the other side. Sam, send us to a, a quick break. All right, wrapping up the show. Best bet, Sam. Yeah, let's keep it simple. Let's take Tennessee money line. Let's take the over. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to parlay those together. Plus 193 on FanDuel. Let's win. Plus 190. Andy? Did I just go best bet Tennessee national championship odds? <laughs> just throw it in there. Final best bet. Give us like a couple of futures bets. Andy. Yeah, a couple of futures. <laughs> um, well, okay. Well, aside from Tennessee winning the national title, I'll give you my other lock for a national champion, and it is Houston. I know you're you're out on Houston. Houston. Mm. I'm giving it to you right now. They're gonna win. I'm picking them to win my bracket. Um, as for other futures, Jaguars are winning the Super Bowl, of course. Okay. Um, the uh, the Suns are winning the NBA Finals. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the Give us an early MLB win. That's what I was about to pick. Um, the Washington Nationals. The Padres are going to win the World Series. Jerry Men- Menezes. Menezes. Uh, the Stanley Cup. Of course, the Preds are MVP. winning the Stanley Cup. Hey! <laughs> of nice. course. Yeah, of course. And the NCAA football next year. Um, well, Tennessee's winning, of course. Aside from Tennessee, though. The Miami Hurricane. <laughs> That's gonna Turn be his a, mic off. That's going to be a cold take. <laughs> Turn his mic off. You can't off. end like that, Andy. <laughs> Your best bet no, tonight right. is... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll give you one more NBA game for for the fun of it. For old time's sake. Yep. Bulls and Pacers. <laughs> That's the one. That's that what you want to end on. 231 and a half. I did really good on my one on... Uh, I've done great on my on both of mine this week. Done great. Uh, Celtics and Bucks was an overtime classic. My best bet: Iowa State minus four and a half tonight at home against TCU. Uh, score prediction for today, gentlemen, and leading score for Tennessee. Leading score? Yeah. I'll go Zakai Ziegler leading score with uh, seventeen. And Tennessee is a winner, 65 to 64. Wow. 
Sam? I'm going to take uh, 74 to 70, and I'm going to take... I'm going to take Olivier Kamwa to be leading scorer. You guys took both my – Olivier was my pivot. Sakai was my was my guy I was going to go with. I'm going to take the Vols 82 oh. to 75. We're getting an offensive High explosion score, tonight. And Tyreek Key. Nice. Back into nice, the nice. 20s for back-to-back <laughs> games. Tyreek Key game. We remind the world that we're a good basketball team tonight. We remind, I think, ourselves that we're a good basketball team tonight. Andy, any final parting thoughts? Any wisdom that you want to share? No wisdom, but it's been fun. I, I've loved every every moment, aside from maybe the eating the, the hot shit sandwich. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was tough. That was that a tough, tough moment. Was a tough one. It's been a pleasure, Andy. <laughs> We're going to miss you. You're, yeah. uh, well, well, at least we'll, we'll still get to hear you call, call him baseball here. Oh, yeah. You get to hear your sweet voice. Still be around. Just a little longer. <laughs> a little longer. Well, for Sam Beard, for Andy Brock, for the final time, I'm Charlie Collier. Let's go to get a win. Oh, let's go get a win tonight. <laughs> let's get the, uh, the 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 three sports sweep over the Crimson Tide. Let's take down number one. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your night. And uh, John Reed talk sports. There up next. So you're watching the game and you see another 